Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Tasha. Tasha. Check one, two, two, two. Main and backup. Check one, two, two. Welcome back to a very special episode of Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with vodka and vamps. Dum 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 dum. Yeah, those those kind of vamps, like vamps, not not like a vamp that like you know. It's gonna suck your blood. Although speaking of, I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer since we got back. Really. I have actually. As a cure for your, so for your for your jet lag? Yeah, although it's not been cured, really, has <laughs> it? Two seasons in and still no cure. Before we get too far into it, Jimmy, what are you drinking today? Um, I am drinking a famous whiskey based or bourbon based cocktail, uh a Manhattan. Ooh, how clever and relevant. I right? I am on my like sixth cup of coffee for the day. <laughs> great you, is it working <laughs> it's it's getting there man i don't know if i i drink a lot of coffee anyway and yeah. i still pushed that when when we were in new york yeah well i just did it just to get wi-fi nice. just be like oh good another tall great <laughs> i just, just shuddered my way down the street is there but i i guess is there a difference between american starbucks coffee and uk starbucks coffee i actually know it tastes identical that's crazy to me like i there was, it felt like there was no difference. Yeah, because there are, I mean, we have regional differences just in the states between our orange juice. And so, right. And like between soda pop and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the coffee to be internationally the same, good, good there on you, go. Starbucks. Pike Place is Pike Place wherever you are. <laughs> there you go. But we don't have like blonde. Ooh, so. I always get the blonde. The blonde is. Yeah delicious um, i'm a dark man i'm a dark man so i like i like my darks anyway why is this episode special tommy we're back from new york and by back from yes, new york i mean you're back in scotland and i'm back in denver i know how sad to have left you it's very it's i'm depressed every night exactly the fanfics have just been torn to shreds <laughs> All dreams ruined, etc. Oh, um, but it was great, wasn't it? It was a uh, we had a fabulous time, a fabulous yeah. time in the big NYC. We really truly did. Um, it was. It ended up being quite busy. Yeah, we had a lot. There, to was, do. there was very little relaxing in the end, which was <laughs> no. I feel but like that's good. You know, the when you need like a vacation after your vacation, 
<clears throat> yeah. That's what I felt like with this. Like now yeah, I'm that relaxing. was one of those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Phew. Back to work. Thank goodness. Um but it was so great. It was should so we, great. Should we should we tell the folks at home what we did? We should tell the folks at home what we did. Okay. <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> so of course the big ticket item on the list was going to see Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Yes, we did. Uh, and it was so good. We saw the F out of that. We like. absolutely did. But we don't want to tell you too much about that right now because the important thing we want you to listen to first is a fabulous, fabulous pre-show interview they set us up with. Exactly. It was really, really nice. So we got to speak to uh, Mr. Or Matias and Mr. Sonny Palladino, who are respectively the musical director and music supervisor on Great Comet. It was crazy, and wasn't it? That we got it to was, speak to them. Like, it was crazy awesome. They, yeah. we, you'll hear in this interview, they set us up in the house of the theater. So to yeah. give you a, a visual picture of your mind, it's pre-show. All sorts of crazy stuff is going down. I'm sure you'll hear plenty of that in the background. Yeah. We parked ourselves in a couple seats and just, we just had a grand yeah. old time. We just chilled on one of the stages. Yeah, you know. One of them. There's like 30, <laughs> you know. We just chilled, parked it with the guys, you know, chilling out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoy. Uh, my name is Sonny Palladino. I'm the music supervisor of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. My name is Or Matias. I'm the music director and conductor of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. How do you find having to say the show's full name all the time? <laughs> I think we've kind of gone accustomed to calling it the Great Comet. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that internally we all call it either the great comet or even comet just comet yeah and the outside world tends to call it natasha yeah. Natasha, right? really uh -huh. that's right yeah i think dave mentioned that the name came as an inspiration from a bob dylan song but i've always loved the name it's uh -huh. i mean it's a very difficult name to say every time that you uh present yeah. the show but it's a, i think it's a wonderful name you know it tells you everything you need to know about that's the show true. Well, it gets yeah. you ready for a lot of names uh -huh. yeah exactly it's exactly a complicated russian novel yeah. everyone's, everyone's got, got nine, nine different, different names, names. Excellent. <laughs> so obviously we covered the show back in july yeah um but what would you guys say has changed since then and moving into the Imperial well, it's gotten a little bigger right <laughs> good <laughs> um, you know we've been we've been developing this show for quite a few years now and every iteration I think has its own uh, kind of spiritual truth and I think that things that we found were very effective in the tent uh, some of them got even more effective uh, at ART and certainly here on Broadway and some of them got slightly less effective and a lot of the work that we've been doing through previews was finding those moments and isolating them and either expanding them um, or taking them out of the show and replacing them with slightly more effective moments okay um, and so I think all in all, the show is very much the same show that it has been, mm -hmm. but it's gotten a lot tighter, and I think it's gotten a lot more exciting and a lot more expansive and somehow intimate at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I think it actually hasn't changed that much in feel from the original Tent, mm -hmm. and certainly from Ars Nova for that matter. It still very much feels like that same show. One of the things on our end that has gotten bigger is... Uh, we now have more musicians. Uh, right, okay. There were eight originally, then now there are 10 seated musicians yeah. and 11 or 12, 11 or 12 uh, roving, musicians. roving musicians. Right, okay. So if you're up in the mezzanine of yeah. this show, you still get that same experience that you had in the tent where there was a clarinet player right next to you. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, 
somebody will walk by even as far as the rear mezzanine yeah. playing the clarinet or playing the violin or viola or guitar etc incredible that's incredible. fabulous and I mean how is that in terms of you know you're teching and making everyone that's moving around how is that being? I mean I think that is one of the things that people say about our show is it's in a way it's almost like designing and teching three or four full shows simultaneously right. Just, I mean by sheer square footage yeah. you know and if you if you go into the whole sound element of, of what they call zoning and tracking where people are and knowing mm -hmm how to mic them and, and making mm -hmm. sure that both the audience in any given seat gets a relatively same experience of the sound and the actors are able to constantly hear what it is they need to hear um, and, and same with lighting and same with I mean pretty much every element of this design I mean it was it was a huge feat um, I mean one of the most incredible things that Sonny did alongside with our uh, sound designer Nick Pope and, and our composer Dave Malloy is mm -hmm. while we were all kind of in the pit during tech working on the show from the inside they were moving around the entire space and really right. figuring it out seat by seat, right? I mean, Orr has the amazing task of keeping everyone together. Mm -hmm. But so Orr is center stage next to Josh Groban and the bass player and the guitar player leading everything. And Dave Malloy, myself, and Nicholas, our sound designer, have got, I've sat in basically every seat in this theater over the last three weeks yeah. in one way or another. It's funny, like... Or we'll look up and all of a sudden I'll be sitting in front of him. <laughs> but he had seen me up in the mez earlier. Thanks for my surprise. I always try to find him during the show yeah, to yeah. share beautiful moments. Yeah, we have, we have our few little moments where it's like, oh, did that get, you know, did the actors sing that together? Yeah. That sound cue on, you know. I see Or looking around for me. Anyway, I think we're at a really good place. Yeah, we're very proud of it. But but we, we had a lot of prep work mm -hmm. uh, this summer and speaking with Nicholas Pope, our sound designer, and figuring out how to get those roving musicians to play in time with Orr and the rest mm -hmm. of the band. And uh, they're wearing in-ear monitors you right. know, so they can hear. And we, we were just, we, we did all the prep work we could and then got in here and flicked on the system and hoped for the best. Yeah. And it, it has worked. <laughs> Good. So Thank you. That's man. awesome. That's in addition to the roving musicians, there's obviously also a lot of electronic and digital music yeah. in this show. Could you talk a bit the challenges there or how that plays out? Yeah, I feel like that's also evolved a whole lot. I mean, when the show was first conceived, the whole backbeat of the show, the whole uh, percussive element was solely in the electronica so there was no live drummer to the show and one of the huge additions that um, Sonny helped bring on when we were at the tent was adding a, uh, a live drummer oh, right um, you'll see him up there in that up box there in that box <laughs> over there and, and it just added a whole nother level of uh, volume and circumference to the show and it, yeah. it's like going to see an amazing Beyonce show or Taylor Swift show where there's like a great backbeat in the background but also live drumming to it yeah. It just really enhances the experience, and I think uh, we found a really beautiful balance of how the electronica plays an element in the show and how the live drums mm -hmm. complement it and the live band complements yeah. it. Yeah, and when we moved to Broadway, we, uh, well, actually, we did this at the ART at the last minute because, you know, running that electronica night after night, mm -hmm. um, we had some complications in the tent, and so we, we, we now run everything on uh, Ableton Live, which okay. a lot of Broadway shows do, and okay. it's knock on wood. Been pretty yeah. stable. Yeah. <laughs> or won't even knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Not yeah. even talking about <laughs> <all> the gods. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's it. It's one of the really unique things, one of the many unique things about Comet yeah. is that digital sound and that it uses so much sampling. Do you f think that this is going to 
start happening a lot more on Broadway? Do you think? I think it already has. I yeah, mean, yeah. I think mm -hmm. uh, just looking at the trend of also looking at, you know, looking at the collaboration between the pop world and the theatrical world, which is mm -hmm. happening, whether if it's Sarah Bareilles or Cindy Lauper or, yeah. Yeah. you know, all, all of these incredible pop artists who are now discovering the beauty in live theater and mm -hmm. are coming into it. Uh, Josh Groban, notwithstanding, who's always been a huge theater fan, right. we're lucky enough to have him play the title role in our show. Um, the trend is taking what is happening in the pop world, which is adding uh, the electronica element mm -hmm. um, as a synthesis to the acoustic element and bringing it into the theater, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't deny that that's uh, a very relevant part of music today. And if you you have to make a conscious decision one way or the other, I think, you know, as a composer or as a music team doing arrangements or, uh, you know, do we add an electronic element? You know, there's also the case for not, you know, if yeah. you're going to do the next revival of King and I or this past right. revival, let's <laughs> right. not, you know. Yeah, you're not going to give us that Maybe you should. Maybe a whole different yeah. version. The King and uh, I remix. Yeah. 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 So it's a, I think it's a really exciting time for musical theater because there is this amazing blend of contemporary music and theater music mm -hmm. all together. Absolutely. And certainly The Great Comet is pushing the envelope in that direction right. in a lot of ways. Yes, Absolutely. Right. How have you been finding uh, audiences through previews? Have you found a kind of a change in the demographic of people coming in mm. from when you're in the tent? Well, I sat in, yesterday was a matinee, uh, Wednesday matinee. Uh, you get a lot of local, mm -hmm. you know, some of our older audience. And I sat next to uh, a couple of older patrons and they absolutely oh, yeah. loved so the show. Check one, two, uh, two, they two, loved the electronic, they loved everything two, about two. it. So I think the story, A, obviously is very timeless. Absolutely. And um, while there is this, you know, very cutting edge contemporary element to the score, music hasn't changed much, you know, uh, mm -hmm. since... And, yeah. and Dave Malloy writes a beautiful melody Absolutely. and a beautiful harmony to go along with that and that and the show still has Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of that, and so people respond to it. Yeah, you know, I think when we were up at ART, we were <laughs> exposed to a to a pretty subscriber based audience, mm -hmm. which was slightly older, I'd say overall, and and certainly on Broadway. I mean, you're usually the the majority of people you're going to get, I think, is tourists coming in and out of the city. Yeah. But you know, one of the most beautiful things, my grandmother, who's 85 years old, flew in from Israel to see the show the other Incredible. night, and her family is originally from Russia, and she said that so many of the melodies that Dave wrote, I mean, mm -hmm. just the just the sheer amount of amazing homework he did in terms yeah. of channeling in the Russian contour and the melodies and the vibe and the spirituality reminded her of all the things that she used to listen to as a kid. Yeah. And she was so moved. She said that a lot of things were overwhelming for her, right? which which is just going to be true for anybody seeing the show for the Absolutely. first time, Absolutely. but it just still felt so much like home for her, which was a very beautiful That's thing incredible. to hear. That's incredible. That's so yeah. great That's to hear. That's so sweet. Yeah. Or I just want to ask you, obviously when you did preludes yep. over in the Lincoln you were playing a role that's right in this show you're also kind of playing a role is that safe fair to say I would say so <laughs> I'd say there's I mean it's certainly a presence uh -huh. I'd say it's it's not it's not the same I mean in preludes it was certainly a character that was part of the storytelling of the show and yep. I think in in this it's a, it's a slightly different capacity but I would say that certainly in terms of the relationships that I try and cultivate with with the other actors during the show and with the audience members and mm -hmm. just uh, uh, by being you know in the center and, yeah. and trying to have a, a true form of communication during the show I certainly feel myself being part of mm -hmm. Um, part of the show in that way. Everything happens around this center donut, we call it, and the war is right in the center. And, you know, again, we have ensemble all the way up in the mezzanine. That's 
not typical for a Broadway Absolutely. show. Yeah. So, you know, typically the conductor, they can see either from a monitor screen, but it, it, everyone's looking out at the same spot and seeing the conductor. In order for one of the ensemble members or one of the lead actors even who are far away in the midst to, to really feel connected, I think is, we always say, just watch or just watch or Yeah. And it seems to work. And it's always a pleasure, I'd imagine, watching <laughs> or you know? <laughs> now, Sunny, we want to ask you, because we feel a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. are involved in music theater, and I think everyone knows what a musical director is. But can you tell us what a music supervisor well, is, please? I just please? said this today, and um, <laughs> I think it's completely different depending on the day. Right. Okay. So, um, again, like this this summer and leading up to you know the first rehearsal, it was tons of preparation. Again, with the sound department, with working with Dave Malloy on deciding what new instruments we were going to add. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an 18-person minimum orchestration here in right. in the Imperial Theater, so. How is that going to be? Are we going to add seated musicians? Are we going to add roving musicians? Mm-hmm. And who are they going to be? And so that was working with Dave, working with the composer. You know, there's so many very boring things that nobody wants to think about, <laughs> like uh, a music copyist and, you know, getting the, the music engraved so it, it lasts forever and it's ready to go for the first national tour and the London production. Mm-hmm. And the, There's all these things when you move to Broadway that, oh, maybe they work just fine off Broadway, but we really need to step it up for Broadway because you have to think about the next step and then more recently again as or already mentioned or will eventually take a show off and see this beautiful show uh-huh. right but while he's running the show there needs to be someone in the music team to be out and making it sound like we know we know what it sounds like you know even last night i'm saying you can't hear the oboe mm-hmm. line there and it's it's that kind of thing that i continue to do that's fabulous and in terms of your musical direction with comet how does that compare because I imagine it is hugely different. Do you know what I mean? Um, so how does that compare to other shows that you've musically directed, I guess? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I feel like just the sheer collaborative element of this show is what makes it such a pleasure to work on. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like everything we do in the room, uh, between myself and Sonny and Dave Malloy and Rachel Chavkin, our leader, director, spiritual goddess, <laughs> um, it just feels like every single decision that is made is a collaborative decision that Excellent. is for the greater good of the show. And we all feel like, I mean, it's it's you can't help but feel like you have a huge piece of your heart in this show every yeah. night. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the biggest difference. I mean, at the end of the day, giving a cue to a bass player, to a violinist is going to be the same, whether if it's on this show or on Hello, Dolly. Right. Um, but but the spirituality behind it on this show feels unlike anything I've ever done. Incredible. Incredible. You know, d- during the preview process, we'd have notes first, have a long rehearsal during the day, do the show at night, mm-hmm. have a production meeting after that, and then... Whiskey. And then the entire <laughs> team would go across the street to whichever bar we've decided, yep. and then really talk about the show. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the really cool creative elements... And, and yeah, uh, under Rachel Chavkin's leadership, I, I know I've never felt like I can't give a note about Something I saw that has nothing to do with music. That's right, right, okay. And and she, she not only welcomes it, but often, oh, wow, there it is. That's uh-huh. the thing I said. You oh, know? That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I yeah. think that's something we hear quite a lot about Rachel is that she really tries to nurture that environment. Sure. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's the same with Dave, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, with like even with new songs that Dave writes for the show i mean sunny and i i mean we i remember at art when dave was writing 
dust and ashes. Uh-huh. We went up to his apartment up in Boston and, and opened up a bottle of bourbon and yeah. he played through the song and said, what do you think? And we talked about it and it was, it's just that feeling of inclusion that makes you feel like right. your, your voice is important mm-hmm. and it is important. And that is why we've created something that every single person in this cast, I think as well, has a little piece in it. That's great. That's um, absolutely that's fabulous. Yeah. Cause we've talked about that before in the podcast, yeah. haven't we? About there, like there are certain shows out there that just have a sense of family. It's almost mm-hmm. like calls back to hair when you've got your tribe you know and I think I don't know it somehow manages manages to come across even just through the cast recording just hear that these people are together yeah and it's It's incredible I mean it's a party it's like a community you know the other night Right before we have we have a fight call every night, which yeah. is people, you know, actors get on stage and kind of test out, just make sure that they're not hurting each other right. during the crucial scenes. And right before that, we huddled around the piano and played a song from the show just for fun before the Amazing. for the performance. So and cool. it is that sense of community and camaraderie yeah. that we have every single night. I mean, one of the things I absolutely loved, I think it was uh, Rachel posted on Twitter, it was mm-hmm. on the Great Comet Twitter, was I think it was your last rehearsal before you moved into the theater. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you guys were just chilling, yeah. singing through the show. And it was just... It was beautiful. Do you know, I mean, it was yeah. just really nice to nice to see. Yeah, it's something Rachel has done with every iteration of the show. Is we huddle around on the last day of rehearsal and just sing through the score without any staging and just look each other in the eye yeah. mm-hmm. and sing together. And it's so beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's so human and, and wonderful. And it's what the world needs right now. Um, a lot of our listeners are uh, high school and college age people who are studying musical theater or theater or just art in general. Could what helped you when you were younger people studying art or trying to pursue your vision or what advice might you be able to give someone who like wants to find their creative well, always, spirit? Always just look to whatever, everyone has like their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to speak for or, or, or is a classically trained pianist who also plays, you know, jazz music and understands hip hop music mm-hmm. and all contemporary styles. So it's it, whatever your comfort zone is, you have to look outside your comfort zone and for musical theater lovers, I often find, and I've, I've spoken about this a lot, they often love musical theater. And yeah. they, that's where they get their um, you know, experience mm-hmm. in a lot of musical styles. Whereas I, I always say, you, you've got to go to the source. Don't, don't listen to the cast recording of Hairspray to learn about like 60s rock and roll. Right. You know, go listen to the actual source material and just always push yourself and... Um, if you're it's for for actors, uh, look at this show. Uh, there are so many people who who are making their Broadway debut because they play the viola, or because they play the clarinet. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked on the revival of Pippin, and you know you've got acrobats up there, and you know so any skill that you have could get you that job, not just in the music world but also up on stage it's broaden your horizons yeah. I love it amazing well guys thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us yeah, yeah thank you this means um, so much to us yeah and best <laughs> of luck press night best luck with opening night yeah alright oh we Here can't we wait so thank you very much to Orr and Sunny thank you so you guys were great. so much yeah that was a really really great interview and I thought quite useful if yeah. you wanted to go into the music side of things yeah i think which i feel is so a thing that you never really hear about exactly it you, you know, know they're always interviewing like the actors and the authors but so much more goes into the creation of a musical exactly and i think in a production like this which you know where which we found out <laughs> as soon as he sat down and heard it the sound work that goes into this show yes it's crazy so to get to hear from these guys who are really you know, kind of top of their game. 
It was very, yeah, I felt very fortunate. Absolutely. It was fabulous. So we finished the interview with them. The, they yep. ushered us back out into the, into the street to pick up our tickets. Yes, we exactly. had the, the full experience of entering, which is absolutely an experience. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole thing unto itself. Huh? We met Betsy, Betsy and Neil. Hi, hi, Betsy and Neil, if you're listening. <laughs> Honestly, big shout out to Betsy and Neil. <laughs> they were great. They were great. They were in front of us in line and knew nothing about yep. the show. And after they left, they knew plenty about the show. Exactly. Exactly. Get in touch with this Betsy and Neil. What did you think about it? <laughs> we want to know. So um, they sat us down. We got our pierogies. We watched the show. It was great. Yes. Um, <laughs> listen, have a listen to our instant reaction. Instant, almost instant. Featuring Wendy's. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. It's almost past midnight. It's probably ridiculously echoey. Yes. In the kitchen of our Airbnb. Tell, tell people well, where we just came from. We just came from the Tashapia around the, the Great, great Comet, Comet of 1812. That's a new song actually that's written in just yeah. so you just got an exclusive there. Josh Groban actually sings it using two-tone whistling so yeah. he can harmonize with himself at the same time. It's really cool. Yeah. Also we're eating Wendy's just in case just you <laughs> get confused about why we sound like we're eating. You made it sound like we're eating Wendy's just in case something happens. <laughs> I mean Something could happen <laughs> for eating Wendy's. Just to let you know as well, the way I was taught to eat Wendy's, you take your fry, you take your chocolate frosty, and you combine and it's scrumptious. I haven't told Jimmy that's just a lie we tell foreigners yet. That isn't true. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I mean, where do we even begin? Ugh. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to the everyone. comment people. Yeah. Like, everyone was so kind and sweet and thoughtful. Completely. Made us feel really welcome. Mm-hmm. Give us great seats, not gonna lie. Oh, we got wonderful like, seats. What a treat. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, probably some of the best seats in the house. Well, so Jimmy was saying at intermission when you want to see this show, you're totally gonna want to see it again just so you can sit somewhere else. Exactly. Like, no matter where you are, whether you're orchestra, on the stage, up in the maze, mm-hmm. it's a different show for everyone. Yeah. And that's. Is good. Yeah, that was that was one of my big concerns going into this is that the environmental nature of you know the tent productions mm-hmm. was going to be lost on Broadway. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. Totally no. that one hundred percent. It's fabulous. Yeah, because I remember Rachel Chavkin said she's a director. She said um, anywhere you sit, you will interact with someone. Yes, and that isn't a lie. That's absolutely true. There are obviously some places that you will sit where you'll interact a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but Although not not by much, I don't no. think. Maybe not by maybe interaction wise, but uh-huh. they've got people dancing like dancing up in the in the mez down in the orchestra yeah. in the back of the orchestra, and like not just every five every fifth chorus person, but like if you sit in the front row of the mez, you you can reach out and touch Josh Groban at some yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. You can feel his ass. <laughs> Uh, although not recommended. Yeah, please don't do that. Exact thing. Let's talk about the cast. Yes, first uh, of all, rock stars. Rock stars. Rock stars. Every single one of them. Yeah, and in, in many ways, literally. Yeah. Like you just couldn't. I mean, obviously, you could tell who was the lead and who wasn't. But everyone, it's like a watching a huge family on stage working together to tell you the story. Absolutely, the energy from everyone just oozing out of the pores. Oh gosh. It's been a while, actually, mm-hmm. since I've seen an ensemble that engaged. Yeah. There was no one, and I really made a point of looking at everyone. Mm-hmm. 
and there was no one I saw who wasn't in it. Well, and what was crazy, and I noticed it a couple times, because you're so close to everyone all the time, mm-hmm. you make a point of looking at people, and they look back. Yeah. Like, they're, like I must have made direct eye contact and had individual moments with 75% of the cast. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so shout out to Max, who mm. Max turns out is the guy who took us here, pretty much. Our, um, our savior, our savior, yeah. our, our, the, the man who brought us to the New York. Exactly. So we found, we, we managed to find him in the theater and he gave us some tidbits. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he was saying was about Rachel Chapkin, the director, um, one of the big parts of the rehearsal process was working with the actors on how to act intimately, mm-hmm. but also act for the, you know, the back row. Yeah. And that was really apparent. It's, it's something I would love to do in my shows. And it always upsets me when either actors don't commit to it mm-hmm. or, I don't know, it's, it's not that they do it wrong. It's just like, like they're, they're, they don't buy into it as much. Mm-hmm. So here they just did it. So like, yeah. they looked at you, they kept looking at you. Yeah. If, they don't, if you don't look back at them, they'll look at someone else until they get a reaction. And yeah. that was great. Well, and also, like as you mentioned, I think that's one of the new things about Broadway, which is great. Uh-huh. They've definitely kept the intimacy that was in the tent. But here, because they have this much larger Broadway house to use, they take advantage of that too. And so many moments in this show go from being these intimate person to person, we're, you know, two inches apart or less moments, to there's a part where there's like a Russian dance off as far across the theater space as it can possibly be. Like from the back of the mezzanine all the way up to upstage center right around yeah. where we were sitting. Exactly. And it's it's impressively huge. And yeah. the fact that it can like snap back and forth between those two modes in an instant is fabulous. It's Completely. like nothing else. Completely. Right. First, let's talk about Josh Gordon. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, Josh Gordon, welcome to Broadway. Welcome to Broadway. Congratulations. Uh, yep. Yeah, very good work. Uh, so, just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, really a beautiful performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you get a good sense of Pierre from the cast recording, mm-hmm. and obviously Dave Molloy has such a characteristic voice. Yeah, and I was very intrigued just how it would work with someone singing it nicely. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that not that Dave Molloy sings it poorly, but mm. Dave Molloy has a character voice. Exactly. Exactly. And just, like just I don't know this. if you could pick two people with more distinctly different voices yes. than the two of them. I'm pretty sure Josh Groban like won a Grammy. Yeah. Right. So I think he's won a couple of Grammys. Hmm. Check the Reddit. The exactly. actual number will be in there. Thanks to yeah. whoever put it there. He, um, he's got a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and his voice works for Broadway. This is no yeah. Carrie Underwood. This is someone who deserves to be on the stage. Yeah, he gets um, the sound. Absolutely. And his acting through song skills yeah. were, is so impressive. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I really would love to know how much work they did with him mm-hmm. on that and how much of it was just intuitive yeah. from him. Because... Just some really little moments in his in his like in his actual voice, like just from purely singing alone, were so intelligent. Mm-hmm. I guess like Dustin Ashes. Dustin Ashes. What an addition! Mm. It's perfect. It's wonderful. It's probably one of the best songs in the show because mm-hmm. obviously we listen. I listened to it when it came out. In in the of the course, as everyone on the internet sent it to us, right? And it was lovely then. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you set it and you mix it in with the ensemble and how they use that, 
it was so breathtaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really stood his own. He owned that stage. Yes. Properly delivered this extremely difficult character of Pierre. Well, I think speaking to those tiny acting choices you talk about, one of the things um, that I noticed was a challenge with this, so it's basically in the round. It's environmental, but there's always audience on all four sides of you. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things you have to do is make sure you're acting with all parts of your body. Yep. And certainly at the beginning of Dust and Ashes, the where, the place where we were seated, seated, suited, suited, sut, um, Josh Groban's back was to us. And so, because the piano is facing the other way, and so he, and he plays the beginning of Dust and Ashes. Mm-hmm. But nothing was lost. No. I didn't have any pro like I I was perfectly satisfied with it. Yeah. I wasn't like I wish I could see him from the front. Absolutely. Which, yeah. And like across the board, wonderfully staged that way. But I, yeah. I think that's a difficult thing for someone who's not traditionally an actor to pick up on. Absolutely. And that's when you need to be good at acting through song. Is yeah. you can't just rely on here are my jazz hands, mm-hmm. like here you go. Mm-hmm. It's it needs to be you need to have that delivery yeah. in your voice, which you totally have. I love, just a side note, the mm-hmm. mirror on the piano. Oh, perfect. So smart. What I'm, a smart little thing. And I'm sure it was for um, Orr, who's a, thank you, Orr, you're oh, a gosh, wonderful human being, um, also to just be able to have some kind of 360 sense of what's going on behind him. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I wonder, I, I do want, because if you were sat on that level, obviously I think mm-hmm. we were a bit too high, but you would see their face. Yeah, there's a, the, we're not being too clear, but on where you put the music on the piano, they had a nice little, it's an organist's mirror, basically, mm. so that, because traditionally an organ, the organist doesn't face the conductor, so they need a little mirror to see yeah. the conductor, but it lets you see all sorts of new things. Like, they, very, it is very clear, I've seen shows where I'm sat in the mezzanine, and it's very clear the director never made it up there. Yeah. And it was never staged for the mez. Yeah. You get a show like this, where there's... It, it like we looked at our tickets and we were like, oh, we don't know where we sit. Yeah, I don't exactly. know what that distinction means at all. Yeah. And so there's so many different sections, so many different places to, you can be, and it's so clear that every member of the production team sat in every seat. Yeah. It was a beautiful production from every angle, which is completely very difficult. I very think. very difficult. Um, okay, let's talk about Danae. Oh, stunning. So Danae plays Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, it's one of those things. You hear someone on a cast recording, you're like, well, they're my favorite, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and then you see them do it, and you're like, well, stuff you, person on the cast recording. <laughs> Sorry, Philippa C. Um, but she was, she was really, really great. Yeah, Danae was fabulous. Um, it was so nice seeing the youth. Yeah. That really came across, yeah. I think, in her performance. Mm-hmm. Um she car- like that story was carried on well, really, really well. Yeah. Um. All the way through. Yeah. Uh, and she was likable, mm-hmm. but not to the sense of where you get annoyed at other people for being annoyed at her. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she see her likable but fallible, and had a one a wonderful arc from like the naivete of not knowing anything about yeah. the place she's in to suddenly being so overwhelmed during the opera with all of this stuff mm-hmm. to suddenly actually start making some choices, mm-hmm. which is something I don't think I hear that much on the cast recording, which mm-hmm. is because of a lot of things, also just because it's just a cast recording. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much you're not getting. But the whole wonderfully weaving through line of her character progression, ah. Uh, it was 
<laughs> we were joking, but take a shot every time we say it was great. I know. Because Sorry, it was great. Say a lot. Um, we don't have, we have a very limited vocabulary. Um, <laughs> but she was, she was incredible. And vocally as well. Mm-hmm. Like, a beautiful tone to her voice. Yeah. Um, it's not, and I don't think, I don't think um, the Tasha would ever suit a beltress. Like, there are mm-hmm. moments that could be belted, mm-hmm. but they just mix them, and I think it's completely appropriate. Yeah. Because it would just be too much. She'd lose her youth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? She'd really use her, lose her youth. Uh, well, and it's just a different kind of show. Like, if you ever have... I think pretty much across the board, maybe with the exception of Petersburg and some really... you know, The note, Petersburg, mm-hmm. um, and some loud moments uh, during the duel and maybe Balaga. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's hard to have loud, intense moments in a space like this mm-hmm. because you're always only three feet away from the closest audience yeah, member. Very true, very true. And so there, there's no concept of playing to the back of the house because the, there is no back of the mm-hmm. house. Every, everyone's just right in front of you all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Sonia is good. Mm. She's very, very good. I, she is probably my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. Um, she is absolutely my favorite. From the cast recording mm-hmm. through to now, like... Yeah. Her 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 tone in her songs is so unique and interesting. Yeah. So Britain, like, she wasn't... I don't think she was an actress. I think she was just a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and friends with Dave Malloy, I mm-hmm. think that's how she got it. I may be completely making that up. <laughs> um, but her background isn't musical theatre. Yeah. And if you watch her, you wouldn't know that. No, you wouldn't know that at all. At all. It's... Like, she's an actress. Yeah. I would say first and foremost. Yeah. And then she has this beautiful, yeah. unique, characterised voice to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um so I had the pleasure of seeing her um, in Ghost Quartet. Like Ghost Quartet's a weird show. If you have if you haven't listened to it yet, do go have a listen. But again, uh, you know, in classic Malloy style, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to be characteristic of anything you could ever imagine. And the pr- the production itself is so necessary. Um, she was stonking in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sensational, and she carried. She's carried it through from an intimate fringe venue in Edinburgh. She's carried that same talent, that acting talent, all the way through to Broadway, mm-hmm. um, and it translates. Yeah, that's that's a game. She's and, an actor. And just seems so friendly. She handed us our yes. pierogi. Thank you very much, Britain, for our pierogi, which it, was delicious. It was delicious. And did you see? She almost ran out, but she saved one for us. She did. She saved ours. We got ours last. So she saved the best yeah. last, and it was delicious. Um, yeah, that was so nice. <laughs> uh, I think she'd be a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You just get yeah. that vibe. Absolutely, she'd be great. Yeah. And um, also, you can download her EP or LP. I don't know what LP's. Long, LP is long play. Is that like a EP record? is extended play. I don't know. I think it's her EP. Download I think that's her her LMNOP. Download her album, <laughs> um, which I think you can get. We'll, we'll find a link. We'll, we'll put, put a, a link in the show notes. Anyway, uh, she's back. In <laughs> the two of them together, Sonia and Natasha together, mm-hmm. what a lovely relationship. And we talked about this a lot yeah. in the original podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful relationship. And I'm so glad that a relationship like that is captured in the theatre. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. quite akin to Wicked in a way. Yeah. Um, I love Wicked. <laughs> Wicked's my favourite musical. Jimmy's putting on his American accent. That was my Glasgow accent. 
They're just blending. They're so good at accents. Um, that's my. That's my. I love musical theatre. Do you know Wicked? That's that one. It's so good. Wicked's really good. And not many people have heard of it. It's really good. Anyway, that's a great sisterly yeah. friendship. Yeah, it's it's a relationship that doesn't... It's a relationship trope, genre, I don't know, that doesn't see a lot of exposure in many forms of media, but especially yeah. in musical theatre. Yeah. There's so many love stories. There's so many guy-guy relationships... You don't get a lot of, like, girl power, sisterly love, friendship yep. love kind of things. Next up to bat mm-hmm. is Gelsie Bell, who played Mary. Mm-hmm. As well as a fantastic opera singer. Yes. And also a really cute little maid with her rags. That was funny. Oh, was that her? I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, that was her. Um, so, right, Gelsie Bell is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I saw her in Ghost Quartet. Mm-hmm. Not to keep rattling on about it. <laughs> um, we never rattle on. I don't know what you're talking all. about. So, her performance in Ghost Quartet is probably one of the best musical performances I've ever seen. Really? Uh, yes. Like, again, fusion of acting and song. Mm. It's, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. That'll be the theme of this podcast. Um, it's a tricky thing mm-hmm. and she is so brave mm-hmm. and so skilled yeah. in her vocal acrobatics so yeah. if you if you if you know the show and you've heard the opera mm-hmm. her is the one that's doing the the weird stuff that right? was beautiful that was stunning right when do you get cast oh I see I thought you meant she was beautiful also it was beautiful in the show yeah um, it's and she goes <laughs> off on it and goes yeah. for it absolutely fab and she was lovely in this production just wonderful everything that Mary should be yeah she's she's so good at being awkward like <laughs> no and I think I think that's a complete positive like mm-hmm. you shouldn't the theatre isn't for everyone who is a master of their own body and mm-hmm. sexy and uh, like stupid stereotypical women do you know mm-hmm. what I mean she's sexy in her whole different way yeah do you know what I mean and she can capture this just beauty of being a tall girl, a tall woman. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and she uses that to her strength so much. Yes. Dreamcasting. Mm. Um, really, really great work. Mm-hmm. Well done, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you sit on the stage, you should, there's a certain seat which would be so fun to sit on. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Won't give it away. You have to go see the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's next? Andre. Mm-hmm. So, and also Bokonski. Let's talk about Bokonski. He was first. He did a fabulous job as Bokonski. He was incredible as yes. Bokonski. That was hilarious. Because yeah. um, I never, I, that's the song that I skip. Yeah. They, because it's, it's, it's hard to, it's not like a listenable yeah. one. I, um, I skip it too. And I noticed about this two things. Mm-hmm. One, it makes much more sense on stage. Yeah. It just, like when you see all of them and the facial expressions and yeah. the comedy to it, uh-huh. it never struck me as a funny song on the cast recording. Oh, really? Oh, no. I knew that that's that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but again, I didn't know how they were going. Do you know what I mean? And also, I didn't know how funny it was going to be. Yeah. Like their relationship was a lot funnier. Yes. And the way that they interact with the audience is a lot funnier. It's very funny. Um, um, that that really kind of paves the way for the rest of the show. Yeah. But so, the it was much funnier on stage, and this is one of the songs where, not that they changed a lot, mm-hmm. but they, there's some, you'll, diehard listeners of 
Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, will notice the subtle and important mm-hmm. changes they've done to songs. And fix yeah. is the wrong word, but like clarifications. Yeah. There's little, there's t- tiny little things. And Dave, if you're listening, he mm-hmm. might be, because he did before. Yeah. Um, it, the one that I was so surprised by was he changed. So now I'm not the only one. Normally, well, on the, the first couch recording, mm-hmm. he says, tie to a bad woman. Mm-hmm. And in this show, he said, chain to a bad woman. Oh, I didn't it's even same, notice that. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing. Yeah. But just that different word choice. So, Dave, why did you do that? Uh, so then, also, he played Andre. Which, so this is a thing you absolutely, absolutely don't get through the cast recording. Right. But you do get through Dave Malloy's genius lyric annotations. And yes. through... Seeing the show. Yes. But Andre is here, despite not being here. Uh, he's very much a part of the show. Yeah. Um, it's a good. It's still a good track to have. You're not just on as Bolkonski, the ones yeah. at the start, and then um, come back on the end. He's the one I love the introduction of um, Natasha chasing Andre. Yeah. And, like, stealing his coat. And, like, that starts us off. It, it starts on a very somber note mm-hmm. to bring us into, there's a war going on. And yeah. then, you know, just like the show does all the time, exactly. we literally flip the switch and this is all in your program. Yeah. Um, but then Andre comes back a couple times, very interestingly, and one I didn't know, in the middle of the opera. Mm-hmm. Which was very... I don't know how I feel about that choice. It's like... Well, I think it's just the idea, like, you know when you're seeing a show yeah. and your your life ends up relating. Yes, absolutely. I just feel it was kind of that. Or, yeah. like, you see yourself in a character or something. So she just, there was obviously this war hero who died right. and she was terrified and thought yeah. it was... And then it's him. It was Andre. I quite like that. I thought it was quite nice. Um, vote, I don't know. The, so the style uh-huh. of his... Uh, Singing his song at the end, yeah, is very different to the cast recording. Yeah, I liked him. I did like it. I liked his performance. I liked his performance. I thought he was a good foil to Josh Groban, the only man he shares a scene with. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought their voices melded very well. Yeah, but right. So one of the things that I love about the cast recording mm-hmm. is um, that is very measured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, and like. Here are letters. Yeah, it's very light and airy. Yeah. Like, it's very... Like, he uses the full notes. Yeah. But he didn't do that today. And there was lots of stop. It was very stopped. Yeah. And that must have been a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine. It is absolutely fine. But I think it's one of those, like, knowing what the other way it can be. Uh-huh. I just always liked the fact that it was measured. Yeah. Because... I feel like Anatole is coming back uh-huh. and is very stoic uh-huh. and is very like not over it, but it's just mm-hmm. like you don't know what I've been through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deliver this coldly uh-huh. and slicingly as possible. Whereas I think the stopping made him a bit more affected. Okay. So yeah, I have an interesting and only slightly related question. Mm-hmm. When would you say is the last time you listened to this cast recording? Uh, on the plane. Okay. That we're very different here. I haven't listened to this cast recording for maybe a month and a half now. Right, okay. Um, and I think it changes our viewings of it. Yeah, maybe. I um, don't know, though. I don't know. I know. I don't think so, because... Yeah. 
I no. mean, if I listened, like that was one of the first things that I ever thought about when I listened to yeah. that but Cashcorn I, was that characterization. I know? make a I make a very particular choice though to kind of get the cast recording out of my head before mm-hmm. seeing a show, mm-hmm. and I'm also more forgetful than you. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe um, that's it too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know though, because like I've seen there's only one show I've seen in my life that I've not listened to the cast recording uh-huh. of before, so that was Matilda. Yeah, um, and that kind of blew my mind. Um, more than that, sorry, later if we ever do a podcast. <laughs> but I don't know, I, I, I'm quite good at dividing. Like, yeah, but you still have the comparison point. Like, I wouldn't know... No, but I think I would have... Uh, watching it, it wouldn't have... Because the thing about um, Andre and Pierre, mm-hmm. Pierre and Andre, whatever the order is, that song on the cast recording is one of the most moving to me. Yeah. And it wasn't tonight. Huh. It wasn't my favorite. Like, and it might have just been because Dust and Ashes was incredible. Or, right. I mean, and like, it was just a different experience. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There was just something different about it. Yeah. I um, liked it. Yeah. I didn't not, you know what I mean? I didn't <laughs> not like it. But it was just different. It just affected me differently. Which is great, because that's, mm-hmm. that's live theatre. Uh, we're now on to Dollar Cough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you get it? Cough, Dollar Cough. Uh-huh. Um, so, while we're on the subject of Dolokhov, mm-hmm. I was bang on mm-hmm. in terms of that thruple that is, that incestuous thruple that is Dolokhov, Helene, and Anatole. Oh, yes, absolutely. They have amazing sex, the three of them. And I'm not, like, I'm not even kidding. I, I could hear it, I called it, uh-huh. and you see it on the stage, and That's I was true. like, yes! <laughs> yes! I had to pull Jimmy back down and do a seat. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure they got the idea of doing that from our podcast. Uh, probably. I mean, I'm so sure. really, this is where all musical theater choices stem from, is these moments we share. Exactly. Wendy's and Fries. Exactly. Um, no. But I loved that. It was great. Particularly, I know we're not on either of them yet, but particularly with Anatole and Helene, mm-hmm. like, that was very apparent, and I was loving it. <laughs> I was living. Um, but Dolokhov was great. It was fierce. Yep. He was fierce and wonderful. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then we have Helene. Mm, fabulous. Love her outfits. Oh my gosh. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> costumes across the board, wonderful. Yeah, of let's, course. Take, let's take a little pause and talk about the costumes before yeah. we talk about Helene. Like, uh, good luck. On, I'm not saying good luck. Congratulations on your Tony. Yeah. Like, good luck, anyone else on Broadway? Uh, like, it, I'm sorry. It's great. The, so, there is, and maybe new this time around, but I don't know, at least present in some of the costumes. Like, certainly this is a melding of. Uh, 1812 style and contemporary style across the board. Yeah, there was everything in there. There was, there was punk. There was there punk. was fetish. <laughs> there was like grandiose. There was cheap. Yeah, it's and it was it, also just contemporary. Like, it, and it's all so appropriate. Yeah. Um, and like 
I would love, you know, the, on second viewing, I would be interested to, like, of course, the club is very contemporary. Of course, the bell. The costumes mm -hmm. in the jewel <laughs> were mine. Like, I had no idea. Uh -huh. It is a gay person and a lover of gay people's dream, right? <laughs> it's literally like being in your favorite gay bar. Yeah. And having the time of your life. Complete with the strobe lights and glow sticks to boot. Glow, glow sticks in boots. Yeah. <laughs> right? So many glow sticks. Yeah. So much so Oh my oh, god. It's, if, you, if you have epilepsy. Do not see this show. No, see the show. <laughs> see the sh Like, cover, cover your, your eyes. eyes. During that, because even I found like I love a strobe. I love me a strobe. I love me a ring. That was that um, was my favorite in-person pre-show warning. It was like, does anyone here have problems with strobe lights or yeah. not know what a strobe, strobe light, light is? is? I love that. And, and it's just like close your eyes, you won't be missing out on it. Like well, yeah. doing she's like, if you find in the moment that you're a little overwhelmed, just put your hands yeah. over your eyes. And but she's dead. She's like, you'll, you'll still hear the story. Yeah, but you won't get to see <laughs> yeah. the grinding. Oh. Uh, right. Helene. Helene. Wonderful. Fabulous. Yeah. Her song is great. Some mm -hmm. of the shower song. But just, like, some really nice moments, again, that you have no idea about in the cast recording. Mm -hmm. Like, her relationship with her brother mm -hmm. is disgusting. Yeah. But did you see her once he had left? No. So once he had left, she was sobbing her eyes out. Really? Yeah. I missed that. It That's was awesome. It was stonking. <laughs> like, and it was really good because, again, she's kind of one of the only main characters mm -hmm. that you don't see the other side of. Like, mm -hmm. she's kind of like villainess. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But that made her human. That's awesome. And I love that because it was so, so subtle. Yeah. And you get no sense of it on the cast recording. Yeah. But as a, like, I love, I love some tears. Mm -hmm. And I love when they come from a real place and that came from a real place. Yeah. Like, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, Maria Dmitrievna. <sighs> no, I think that she might have been my favorite. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you that. I'd, I mean, what this is where the structure of the show blows me away. We'll get we'll get to it because we're in the wrong order. But Balaga is of course fantastic. Uh -huh. The whole Balaga sequence is stunning, and it's like, yeah, yeah. we're cheering. This is wonderful. What a happy holy shit yeah. and like the biggest mood shift and it's totally it totally sets you up i knew it was coming and it set know, me up i know exactly it's even just like from the start as well like because again we spoke quite a lot about her in the podcast mm -hmm. in the original one um and that she is this great matriarchal figure and she has this beautiful matriarchal story but what's the actress's name her name is grace mclean um, Grace McLean, you're really talented. Like, you're really, really good at. It's like it's not overdoing it. It's like yeah, it's the details. Yeah, I noticed her details. I noticed her like little hand movements and like her yeah smiles. Yeah, like the most subtle little smile. Yeah, and whether what what kind of smile is it? Is it a legitimate smile? Is it a polite smile? Is it a sarcastic smile? Is it like an evil smile. You yeah, I mean like she had so many moments. Yeah, her oh my god, just when she came in, it was scorning. Natasha, like, I was so great, because, so, from where we were sitting, she entered right beside us, yeah. and just watching her prepare yeah. for that scene, yeah. acting, like, she's, it was beautiful, it like, was it was so beautiful to watch just this actress be like, 
I'm gonna go in. Yeah, like I'm yeah. ready. And it's, to it's go in. it would be so easy to make that scene a yell fest, a yeah. scream fest, and I I don't think that would be appropriate. No, not at all. Because that's not motherly. Yeah. Um, like it is deep and cutting and seething yeah. Yeah. and like and also buffered extremely well by Danae's reaction. Yes. Absolutely. Like, you felt you were watching yeah. a proper argument and then, between a mother and a, a daughter. Then. To see the flip after Natasha, you know, N- Natalia, yeah. and then, like, to, like, see the tenderness about the pillow and the, what is it, the lavender water? Yeah, um, lime flower. Lime flower water is just wonderful. And then to see the transition of her writing and then reading the letter to Pierre. Yeah, that panic. Like... It it is like yeah. a three act play over the course of one song. Totally, it, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up is Balaga. Uh, Sorry again. Like that is the sequence. It like, is ever. I mean, <laughs> if if you if you have children that you bring to this show, it will be their favorite part of the show. Absolutely, it was my favorite part of the show. I, I mean, oh I have a lot of different part favorite parts of the yeah, show, yeah, but yeah, just as like pure fun and uh, enjoyment. Yeah, like. The choreography in that section yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it, it was so like so the, it, that was a real melding of like traditional Russian, it's just like kind of like nineties hip hop. Yeah, which is really fun. Yeah, um, and they totally Billy Mays'd it. You know who Billy Mays is? No, he sells things on television. And he goes, but wait, there's more. Oh, great! Yeah, it's very much so. Yeah, there's like four <laughs> reprises. Yeah. Rightly so. I loved the ensemble guy. I don't know who he was, Uh but beside us, who was like, "Look at me! Look at me! Look at me!" And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay." And then, and then he did something really interesting. I believe he immediately did a backflip. Yeah. Um, So he was. That was. That was the part where they were like dance offing from across the theater. Yeah. Like across the canyon of the theater. Just brilliant. But he was so like watching him was great because I'm like, you're so into this. Yeah. Like, you're putting every single angst that you have. And I wonder if that is a thing that comes from being so close. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I need to impress you because I can see how you're going to react. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I can't really do this half-heartedly yeah. because I'm going to see if you're disappointed. Yeah. So I'm going to sell it. You know, I, I wonder, there's, so it's something like 20-some Broadway debuts mm. across this company. Um, you know, these yeah. these are not Broadway vets. You wouldn't know it. They're all fabulous. Right. Um, but there seems to be, like, a, an air of experimentation and an air of daringness yeah. that is coming with that Absolutely. that totally shines in, in moments in this show. Yeah. Throughout the ensemble, throughout, you know, all, the leads as well. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and everyone shake shakered on the right moments. Yes, they did. There was no annoying like I'm gonna make a joke during yeah. this quiet moment. Yeah. Shakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> another wonderful ensemble instruction. They came up. They came out with the basket of shakers and said to the lady on the end, handed her the basket and went, "Take, pass, shake." Amazing. That was the instruction. So great. <laughs> um. Right, here we are. We're at Mr. Lucas Steele. Uh, he's as handsome up close as at a distance. Exactly. He really is. He really is. He really is. And, like, also, we're not just Googling. He's a great actor, too. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. So, again, he's probably probably my favorite male. Yeah. I mean, uh, Josh Groban was so good. Yeah. He was so good. And also, I didn't say this earlier, but his 
physicality. Yeah. Was so, and I don't know whether that's Josh Groban or whether or, that was like an intentional uh, fear choice. But either way, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. Yeah. It was kind of, again, kind of awkward. Yeah. But it was it was old. It was much older than uh, Josh Groban is, which yeah. seems very intentional. Also love the fat suit. <laughs> Quality. Yeah, just his hands. Yeah. Beautiful hands. Anyway. I do think them. so you're we're into this because you can't decide whether Pierre or Anatole is your favorite male actor. Yeah. I think Anatole has more moments to become your favorite actor. Certainly Definitely. Pierre has a closing. Certainly Pierre has some overarching parts, but a lot mm. of Pierre's experience in this is not you know it's it's very contained he mm. sits at his desk and writes and sings his little yeah. songs he doesn't have a lot of moments with other characters mm. except maybe anatole um which i think it, it if anatole ekes out in front i wouldn't be surprised just because he has more moments to yeah. do things yeah so no, i was just and I'm, I'm just thinking of it through, as an acting through a song perspective and like yeah it was great they're such different characters yeah he did it so well because his character is over the top yeah it's very that's, that it was so entertaining and he does it I mean he's been doing it for so long yeah. right? so he has to be good at it it's but wonderful it's very it's very Cinderella's prince yeah. it's very it's all the princes suave and debonair yeah. like he, he, it's just it's yeah. really good and it doesn't it doesn't turn off like as we mentioned no. there's audience interaction left and right yeah oh man some it's, of it's some really of those good. wonderful middle-aged women who yeah. <laughs> And his dancing was amazing as well, actually, yeah. in the in the lag up. As was, was his fiddle playing. Yeah, exactly. Like what a it's talk cast. about beyond triple threats. I know his cast. His his tenor voice. Yeah. Is a joy to behold. Yeah. Like his singing just like he was really He was really really, really solid. Yeah. And n- n- surprisingly likable yeah and I think that's the whole point is you need to fall in love with him yeah because if you didn't you would never I don't know you would never feel it it just it just makes Natasha feel stupid yeah uh huh and he does have like the moment with that scene with Pierre yeah was really interesting because again in my head when I was like how would I direct this it wasn't like that but yeah. I much prefer Rachel Chavkin's direction. Oh, it was I'll great. Give her that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it was like a boxing ring. It was, it was really, but his face mm-hmm. was so tortured, and it was kind of tongue in cheek, and his, his exit was kind. It was also kind of heartbreaking in a yeah. way. Like he felt very young at that point. Yeah, it's. I do wonder. So you mentioned the tongue in cheekness, and I've I've wondered this since I listened to the cast recording, and then wondered it more when I learned that Petersburg uh, was originally a, a joke. joke. Yeah. Um. And, like, I don't know if it's the best... Like, it was written as a joke, uh-huh. as an inside joke, yeah. not as a show joke, uh-huh. right? Um, and I don't know if it's the best place for a show joke. I don't know. I think it was, because, like, he's, he's not the character... Like, when he leaves, mm-hmm. you're not you're not supposed to feel, like, saddened or shocked by him leaving. That's it's true. supposed to kind of be like, bye then, yeah. see you later. And I think that... And that's very... Anatole to have something so grand and showy yeah. and like attention seeking. Yeah, that's um, true. I feel like it was really suited. Yeah. Um, and he nailed it. Yeah, of course he did. Which is great. Yeah. And the fact he like also he stood there for a long time after he finished the note. Which I was like, <laughs> What's going on here? What are you I think he was just enjoying the applause. <laughs> um, just have. Okay, and then the rest of the cast is the ensemble. So like it, it, uh, just such an incredible ensemble. What a knockout. Every time I go to the theatre uh-huh. and I see a Broadway show, 
are a West End show, I am always floored by the commitment of the ensemble. Yeah. Like, it's it's always a sight to behold, and it just makes you want to be an actor. Absolutely. So much. Because you want to join their party. Yeah. Um, I thought what was really interesting is that, and again, this is purely down to the direction, but, like, at times you couldn't tell who was, like, an audience member or who was a cast member. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got that vibe. But, like, if they... Because they sit down, they sit down mm-hmm. beside you um, anywhere in the theatre. Yeah. Um, and then they'll stand up at points. And I think... Yeah. Like, at times I was like, is that an audience member? Yeah. Or is that... There were a couple times. So, <laughs> I noticed, especially near the ending sequence where the the ensemble just sits and watches mm-hmm. um, and I would forget that they were there and then suddenly see them and th- see them be totally engaged mm-hmm. but there were also a couple there was one it was right after the opera mm-hmm. um, or maybe in the middle of the opera where I had forgotten that they were sitting watching the opera right exactly and yeah. like all 20 some of them stood up at once and was like what happened yeah. oh right yeah, so You're, this is the show yeah exactly um, that's a really nice little touch yeah and it, but that's the thing is it allows you to enjoy it like I was dancing about in yeah. Jewel because yeah. I was it was a rave and I really just wanted to be <laughs> be a part of that um, and they, they like welcome it yeah do you know what I mean it's, there's, there's no it's your party too yeah it is it's it really is your nice. party too really Natasha Pierre really nice. and the Great Combat of 1812 it's your party too, too. that's you put can it, have that guys put it, it on the poster that. put it on if the poster just, like, right put now. her name at the bottom so that's all the cast can can we spend some time to gush about the rest of the production yeah so like we talked about costumes yeah absolutely beautiful um choreography choreography I was I didn't realize yeah that it was gonna have that really no no not at all not to the extent yeah I mean it doesn't like, I thought it'd be like stylized movement yeah but that was just full on no, he's dancing. But it doesn't feel like the. I, it is funny to me that you even that. What am I trying to say? That it, we call it choreography. It doesn't feel like choreography. Yeah, it feels that's, like. Of course, we're dancing. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing. Like all kind of good choreography, you shouldn't be like, ah, yes, the dance because we're beyond right. dance breaks now. Yes. Um, but it was really well. Who's the choreographer? Let's give him a, a shout out. Sam Pinkleton. Uh, you were very good, <laughs> Sam Pinkleton. <laughs> Um, like it, it, it was really that that was a big surprise for me. Yeah, yeah, in Balaga, hmm. it's wonderful, and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot with Orr and Sunny mm-hmm. about some of the sound that goes on in this show. Yeah, oh my god, if you have just a sense of the what goes into microphoning and arranging a musical yeah this show will blow your mind yeah i mean not only do you have you know a 20 some cast singing sometimes seven eight part harmonies yeah um a bunch of them are playing instruments yeah across the stage anywhere which means not only do their instruments need need to be mic'd but also they all need some kind of monitor because they can't just listen to the pit right in front of them where all the instruments are but then you have audience members everywhere within feet of the actors that need to be able to hear all the amplified voices Um, and they were talking about it during our interview but this wonderful system that I know has been used in some other shows but gets a workout in this show that tracks where the performers are so that the sound from the speaker replicates their position on stage in this 
three-dimensional, multifaceted space without any kind of feedback or technical glitches yeah. is mind-blowing. Absolutely. It's it's awesomely insane. Yeah. And then add on top of it all of the post-processing, all of the electronics. Yeah, exactly. It like let let let's make this known that this was a preview and nothing went wrong. Nothing went wrong. I mean, I've never I've never experienced that. No. I've never been to a preview of a, a Broadway West End show where it's run with it. Yeah, it was rock solid all the way through, front to back. With and like the kind of show where <coughs> All sorts of things could go right, wrong. because there's so many parts. Yeah. There's so many moving parts for everyone. Yeah, I mean, certainly it's no Spider-Man, but, like, I think that even makes it even more difficult. Exactly. Because if something goes wrong in Spider-Man, you see it. Yeah. Whereas if something goes wrong in this, like, just suddenly the sound doesn't exist anymore, uh, or something is just a little wrong, yeah. and you don't, as an, you know, a, a layperson audience member, I'm like, why are, yeah. why are we holding? I don't understand. But, the, like, the balance was amazing as well, like, the choral bits. Yeah. Especially at the end. Yeah. And, like, I, one of the things I was worried about, so we were seated right in front of the oboist. Uh, just the oboist. Is that right? Oboist? Person who plays oboe? Uh, yes, but I think she was Reeds. I, th- I don't think it was just Oval. Okay. Um, I don't know if it would say in here. I wasn't turning around quite that much. Whatever the case, I was worried that because she was so close, she would be, you know, a little too hot. Yeah. But I never... I never felt overpowered or underpowered by any particular part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. But it also very much felt like every instrument was generally coming from the place it was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a really, really sweet balance, like, right on the spot. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole music, while we're on the topic of this sort of stuff, yeah. um, the, every instrumentalist in the show, whether seated purely instrumentalist or actor who plays Act instrument musical, yeah. or instrumentalist who acts, because really, what's the difference mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, kind of watching it, um, like, at times I was reminded of once, but I was like, once is like... You know, being like, hello, yeah. did you know you can have actor music? And you're like, oh, really? That's right. great. And now this is people like being like, and this is how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? We, we are so far removed from the Sweeney Todd company days yeah. of like actors who kind of know how to toot into a saxophone. Exactly. To like full on. Like this was full on like breath. Yeah. Like that was, this is, they need, they need these instruments. Yeah. It just makes it, it doesn't matter who's playing them, whether it's Andre whether it's uh, Anatole, whether it's Pierre, yeah, you know Natasha playing a triangle. I don't know, like, yeah, it doesn't matter because it's everyone's engaged. Yeah, it's just so wonderful. Mario I mean, played that drum at one point. Yeah, for Balaga. Yeah, um, they dragged out a drum for her, which was wonderful, yeah. and it makes you so. You know, it just heightens that this is your party too experience mm-hmm. yeah. because nothing about this show is hidden, right? Nope. You, you know, the music director is right in the center of the thing and is a part of the show as much as everyone else. Totally. We're not pretending that he's in some secret box downstairs yeah. or on a giant screen in the back. Mm-hmm. He, everyone's just right there. There are no secrets to this show, which makes it so much more human. Yeah. And I must say, Aura's energy was incredible. Yes. Like, we, we kind of said it to him in, in the interview, so we hear that, but... Um, at one point, he leapt about a meter in the air. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Like, uh, I saw it a couple times. Yeah. I, I was like, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. And he was having the time of his life. Yeah. 
loved that. Yeah. It must um, be, this must be such a fun show. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, no wonder it's kept the cast for so long because yeah. you wouldn't want to leave it. Yeah. Like, we can't, we can't leave my, my good lighting design friends behind. Ex- uh, yeah, that's what I was about. Like, where do you even begin? Mm. It's, I, again, I don't think I've seen a production that was so kind of courageous, like, so kind of brave. Yeah. With the lighting design. Like, it's the opposite of something like, uh, like the piazza, right? Nothing well, is naturalistic. It's naturalistic. No, but again, it was just so brave. It was wonderfully brave. I feel like if you're a lighting designer, you need to, you need to, you need to see this show. Yeah, like because the things that they tried and the mm-hmm. things that they played about, like the lighting state for um, Natasha Very Ill mm-hmm. was chilling. Just and just a wonderful subtle change of color. It was so stark. Yeah, and. I was like, because when that happened, I was like, are you doing, like, yeah. are you doing this? Yes, yeah. you definitely are. When just, um, the way they used the audience as a cyclorama. Yeah. Like, because we're staring out into what is the traditional house of the theater. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden they'd be red or blue or covered in changing lights. Yeah. And, like, it was this great, beautiful background, and it totally made them a part of the set, which I'm sure it was doing for us, too, at exactly. certain times. Did you see, I, the one time I really noticed it mm-hmm. was during Pierre and Anatole, and I can't remember, he's like, uh, it's basically the idea that everyone's going to judge you now, mm-hmm. and the lights were up on us. Mm-hmm. So if you were out there watching, you'd just be seeing all of us watching him. And that, I was just like... I've, and I've started acting. I was yeah. like, I'm staring intently. <laughs> I feel someone's going to really... Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Because it, it, that must have been so cool to yeah. see. Yeah. Just a bunch of focused eyes. I mean, that is the thing to me that the lighting did so well. Mm-hmm. It made the audience there when they needed to be. Yeah. And let them disappear when they needed to be gone. Yeah. Like the whole closing sequence where we're just staring at Pierre. Gone. Totally gone. But, you know, this is all in your program. You're at the opera. Or like... F and Balaga. Yeah. Like, whoo, and... We're all there. Like, right. not only are all the lights on stage and the hang lights blinking, everyone's table light is blinking. Yeah. Like... Um, I also want to give a massive shout-out to the follow spot. Oh, man. The... There must have been 30 follow spot operators. Right. <laughs> the uh, follow spot operators for this show got a workout. Yeah. And they're, you know, each character gets two or three because you have to light them from all sides. Uh-huh. And not only that, but to have a follow spot hitting a character, uh, like the acting areas in specific ways are not that big in this world. And to set them all up that you can hit a character with a follow spot and for the most part not also be in some audience member's face right. in this in the round setting. How the hell did they do that? I know. Like, just the little things that made it so perfect. Yeah. Is there anything else we're missing from the production side of things? Set! Oh, set! Mimi Lean! Yeah. Uh, And it doesn't feel like a set, but it totally is. Like, that theater conversion has never been done before. Nope. Um, what? Yeah. and can we talk about the the experience? I don't want to give too much away, because I think this is a fun thing. But... The show begins when you walk in the doors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was extremely well thought out, and that was my kind of yeah. theater. And the, it sets up a beautiful contrast of what you see on your way into the theater mm-hmm. compared to what you see in the theater. Yeah. Like, you walk through, we, you know, we walked through the main two doors on stage, mm-hmm. and 
like that, it changed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just like the set, the set design is unrivaled. Oh, like, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and it, it does. And, like it, it's one of those. It's not even like so. Next year, someone's going to do it better. Right. No, it's untouchable. No, because it's not appropriate for anything else, and right. it's so appropriate for this. Absolutely. Um, to, like it, and it still felt like casino. Like it still was evocative of this weird found mm. created space on a vacant lot near Times Square. Absolutely. But. It's a theater. We're in a theater. But then it takes advantage of all the theater cheats you get to do um, because you have a space that can fly things and with the fly space and with wings and, Mm -hmm. you know, with these great vast canyons of space. Mm -hmm. Again, enjoy your tonight. Like, have four. You deserve them all. I I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about Rachel and Dave Mm -hmm. before, but let's just give them one last It's worth it to, to gush. Particular, so like, like from a personal directorial point of view, mm-hmm. um, I've never been that inspired in my entire life in watching that show. I can only imagine what like sixteen-year-old Jimmy just thinking about. I could maybe be a director. I quite enjoy doing that. Yeah, watching that production, my mind would have been blown. It's mm-hmm. like looking into the heart of the TARDIS. Yeah, that's the yeah. the only comparison I can make. Like, like. Bravery, yeah, imagination, storytelling, yeah, the three things that make an incredible director. She has in mm-hmm. leaps and bounds. I mean, it's it's Sunny who said it in our interview, but I it clearly applies to this whole production. Thinking outside of your comfort zone, yeah, living outside of your box, mm-hmm. and like finding those ways to break the form, and you know. Mm-hmm. change it for the good this production has done it completely you just need to go see it like yeah. you just need to yeah it's it has to come to london it would do really well in certain areas of london if it got picked up at the national it would do mm-hmm. incredibly well yeah um it, it it just needs to it needs to be seen yeah do whatever you can to yeah. get to see it because it's an experience yeah um and i still stand by it i still stand by Oklahoma here, great comic of 1812. Yeah. Sorry, Hamilton, but you don't... You, <laughs> like, I, I'm i sure Hamilton is amazing to watch. We're not going to get a chance to see it. Like, um, I'm sure it's an incredible watch, but it's, compared to that, it feels like watching an R&H. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it feel, like, yeah. feels ha- like traditional theatre. Hamilton, I think, has pushed... The musical theater form as far as it bo- as far as its bounds go. Mm-hmm. Great Comet has it's like in a whole another like turn the U turn. Yeah, like it's in, like just something brand new. Exactly in the same way that Hair was brand new. In the yeah. same way that Oklahoma was brand new. And certainly new. taking things from the form and inspired by the form. Yeah, but not locked down by it. Not in any way. Um, it's it, it it transcended musical theater absolutely and i feel that that is where musical theater yeah. needs to go yeah um, it, right now it feels almost inaccurate to call it musical theater yeah because it was too it was so much more it was so much more yeah get your tickets it's it will be worth it absolutely like i mean if you haven't if you, i mean you should be passed out drunk by now the amount of times you've said <laughs> it's so great it just is like I just, I just want, I want everyone to see it because, yeah. like, this is the kind of theater I want to create. Yeah, and I want there to be a world where this theater can exist. Yeah. Well, and and I will say, 
Do you know what I needed? I needed two and a half hours to leave myself. Yeah. I needed two and a half hours to, you know, travel to Russia to get out of this country uh, for some time. And yeah. this was a great escape. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful night at the theater. And, like, you know, I think it is a great escape, but it's never... It's challenging, too. Yeah, that's the thing. For me, it wasn't an escape. Yeah. For me... It was. I was there with them. I was. To, I was like going through Pierre's journey. I yeah. was Told because again, like, kind of where where I'm at in life is that kind of transient time where yeah. I don't really know what's going on and the world's kind of annoying. Yeah, I buy into it. Um, and there's it, it lots of confusion. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's, it's full of. Yeah. Um, and it's, polit- it's very political. It's very political. It has a lot to say about relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very... It is an escape from the world outside, but it is also very introspective. Yeah. Um, which is something... I feel like a lot of musicals are one or the other. Mm-hmm. They're either like, come to this fanciful land and we'll yeah. steal you away. Or they're like, examine yourself deeply and fully. Yeah. And, and this then, one is like... Uh, it's the good shows, I think, that can do both. Yeah. Um, and this one definitely does. Um, so yeah, go go see it. Yeah, and man, shout outs to the whole team of people yeah. who made this possible. Everyone from the w- wonderful, wonderful press relationship people. Yeah. Um, to Orr and Sonny for giving us such a great interview. Yeah. To Max, Max for some great intermission chat. Exactly. Uh, and getting us here in the first place. Exactly. To Thank all you. of our wonderful Indiegogo supporters. Yep, you guys. Um, this has been such a great experience. Like, I, good luck any other musical. <laughs> like, but if you want to try us, our Twitter, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want us to gush over you for an hour and a half? Well, you've come to the right place. No, but seriously, I'm really happy that we live in a world where, like, where we have musical theater, where like this is a, a great experience. Yeah, we all and where can people, share. people are still experimenting with musical theater. This yeah. art, this art form, isn't over and done with. No, there's just yet. there's lots more to do. Thanks again to all of the people at Great Comet, um, and all of the wonderful people that we met in New York. We yeah. Met a lot of people. We met a lot of people, and yeah, don't don't let anyone tell you wrong. People in New York are really nice. Yeah, where does that come from? Like, I got back to the UK, and the first thing I encountered was someone who was just really rude. And I was like, I want to go back. No one was ever rude. No, it was it was so wonderful to run into so many people who, like, are as nerdy about the things we're nerdy about. And exactly. speak our language. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the theatre community is wonderful out there. Of it's course absolutely it beautiful. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, mm-hmm. we want to thank you, little nuggets. You you out there with your earpods in or listening in your car. We owe this yep. to you. We absolutely do. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. In, in um, so many ways, this trip would not have happened without all of you out there. I mean, like, in so many ways and just virtually to the point of... In, in all the ways, really. yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. I, I guess that I guess that's true. It's kind of like all if, of the ways. if people didn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would a hundred million percent uh, would not be out there. Um, but we have a few special thank yous uh, for the people who supported us um, on our Indiegogo. Yeah. Uh, and they are get ready for some names, guys. Get, re- get ready. I'm going to do names. my best. 
But I want you to feel grateful and thankful to all of these people. Yes. Because you're all a you're all our little community. <laughs> <laughs> you're all wonderful human beings. Our our big family. Our our big um, our big podcast family. So think of this as like the opening credits. <laughs> to Jim and Tommy's Musically to have here. <laughs> so first off, we have Miss Amanda Sublette. Thank you. Thank you also to Andrew Van Barson. And thank you to Mr. Benjamin Jack Charles. And thank you to Bradley Johnson. Mr. Brandon Vitek. And thank you to Brett Mead. Thank you, Katrina Johnson. Thank you, Carlos Aiden Ortega. Thank you to Caroline Elms. Thank you to Celia Dugois. Thank you to Chelik. Thank you to Brendan Clifford. Thank you to Danielle Heavey. Thank you to Derek Johnson. Thank you to Daryl Rosenbaum. Thank you to Gary and Holland. Thank you to Haley Eisenhower. Thank you to Jesse McAnally. Thank you to Joanne Warner. Thank you to Joel Leggett. Thank you to Julian Matthews. Thank you to Kira Jade Smitherum. Thank you to Kudrafel. Thank you to Lauren9739. Great name. Thank you to uh, Lewis Mew. Thank you, of course, to Mac Herman. Thank you to Rosemary. Thank you to Sarah Graves. Thank you to Jana Zolko. Thank you to Sharon Horwitt. Thank you to Shelby Cleveland. And thank you to Tatum Schiff. Thank you all. Thank you all lots of so much. Yeah. Hopefully like, we got your names right. Yeah, I know. Sorry if we didn't. Do let us know. Yeah, we will. please. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, thank you so much. Like, it still blows my mind that that happened and yeah. that people were so generous. Yeah. And like, like, to top it all off, to top off like the great time we had, in, you know, seeing the show and meeting all these people, Jimmy and I also got to spend a lot of time together, which was fun. Yeah, exactly. Which was real great. And shocker, we got on. Oh, so. who would have who guessed? Hooray. I know. <laughs> imagine if we did. That's the thing, though. Imagine if we didn't. Imagine if like first meeting, it was just like, boom. We're like, oh, Be crap. like, we can only only communicate via Skype across an ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything else. Just the vision of me. Um, I get it's hugely intimidating. Yeah. Uh, um, do keep your eye out on both of our YouTube channels. We've got some other fun, just kind of fun time in New York sort exactly. of stuff coming up. Um, I'm Musical Theater Mash on YouTube. I am As in Hendrix on YouTube. And as always, you can catch us on Twitter, uh, similar similar tweet handles, or our show Twitter, yep. Jim and Tomic, or uh, check out the show webpage, jimandtomic.com, where you can get yep. a link to the Reddit and talk to us about wonderful things and if you like us do hop on over to itunes and give us a little review we want to hear what you're talking about <laughs> jimmy throughout all of new york was just practicing these wonderfully awful american accents i would like you to retract awful <laughs> i would like you to retract that now and then i would like you to do your best scottish accent please <laughs> no my scottish accent is worse than your american accents my american accent is solid i have been complimented <laughs> by americans on my american accent so it was, i i never i didn't think this was a real thing but it was so much fun to watch you know uh, a waitress or whoever not understand jimmy order something two times and then watch him switch to his american accent and then exactly. it immediately register <laughs> but it got it got really weird because in the airport so after i'd like left you uh-huh. right i was just still speaking in american accent. so it's like oh my god and it would like change so i'd be having a conversation <laughs> with someone in scottish because i'm like well you know I'm, I'm speaking in scottish now um and then halfway through the conversation i just change and <laughs> that i was like i'm developing a psychological condition it's clearly you gotta move Exactly. Well, we found out, didn't we, that I'd probably pass the, the citizenship test because I know everything. Basically. Basically everything. 
Um, yeah. There were a couple holes to fill in, but don't worry, he knows how to say the word bag now, too. I do. It doesn't have a diphthong. Well, I bet you it does in some places. <laughs> not New but York. Not to Tommy's standards, guys, okay? <laughs> They're exacting. So, thank you once more. Yes. This has been a very thank you podcast. We are taking this week off, this Wednesday. Uh, I've got Thanksgiving things to do. And I have to buy Pokemon Moon very... uh, and play that. So <laughs> Important important priorities. But we will Hugely. see you all the week after. I guess we won't see them. This is a podcast. They won't see us either. Yeah. Unless the future dramatically develops right. over the next week. Visual um, podcasts. Yeah. I guess that's kind of... We'll just, just we'll just be in your ears. Basically. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Talk to you then. Um, bye! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.